This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, here with Pam Pivas, ASHI certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. And today, we want to hear from you. Your calls and email will be the guests today on the show. This is going to be fun. Join the conversation with us. Send an email, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys this morning? I want to know who the stranger is across the desk from me. <laughs> I feel so good now that I'm back. Right. Again. Yeah. Again. Again. Yeah, man. I'm getting ready to head out. You're going to have it all by yourself next week. What? Yeah, I'm headed up to the beautiful state of Arkansas where you were. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm jealous. Yeah, I'm headed I up to the north side to yeah. do some hiking. And oh, then, good. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that, going with some friends. Well, now that you, you said that, let's say hello to our Arkansas listeners. Yeah. Who download the podcast for Fix It 101. For Fix It 101. We appreciate you listening. Pam's um, coming to you. So if you can find her, she's got a t shirt. Yeah. With her today. I'll give you a t shirt. Yeah. I'm going to be in my hiking boots and I'm not wearing anything that says who I Inspect am. it like a girl, right? Yeah. But Jason, good luck. this is just, Liz just in for Java. And also, there are live listeners in Arkansas, everywhere from uh, Lake Village to McGee down uh, that. Liz knows All this. She's she's Up from the Mark. 65 corridor. That's right. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. Yeah, because that's how I drive. I go through the Delta. Yes. To drive up there and Cross go through that gorgeous Greenville and Greenville that beautiful bridge. Yes. bridge. Yes. That wow. is a beautiful bridge. Well, how amazing is that? That's just yep. an amazing piece. It really of is architecture right there, and then to Lake Village, and then up through McGee. Now, let me tell you something. You better do the speed limit. <laughs> <laughs> well, they. Well, I there's think... nothing else to do for a cop but to. I'm telling you, they got in serious. trouble after Katrina because uh, they stopped everybody evacuating. Oops. But uh, yeah. yeah, there's Tamo. Uh, oh, nice. Tamo, go through nice. Tamo, and they're sitting there waiting. All Don't right, let's forget get to Grady and Gould. <laughs> Get to business. Not berate Let's anybody. talk about Arkansas Let's some more. Do, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Well, I'm going to do what. Let me finish. So I'm going to do Arkansas, and okay. then I'm going to drive over to Nashville, spend some time at Opryland. Oh, boy. Going to a conference over there with my friends at Porch. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be so it's gonna be a lot y- of fun. you'll be going one Wednesday or multiple? Well, it just depends on how good my trip is. If I'm gone. Right, right. <laughs> I know I'll be gone next week. We'll see what happens mm-hmm. on the next one. <laughs> What's been going on with you, Jeff? You know, um, it's a it's been a whirlwind. Actually, um, we are in our, you know, I've, I've said this. We we build in cycles, right. so we'll start, you know, ten or twelve at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever whatever we're comfortable with, of right. course, and we'll build those, and then we'll sell those before we start our next, right? Um, start our next inventory, if you will. And uh, so we're we're kind of in a almost I don't want to say a fog, but do we start ten more right now? Do we start fifteen? Yeah. Do we start ah, two? Yeah. What do What do you do? Yeah. Where's so that you, crystal ball? So you I, become I the great prognosticator. So, and, and I remember I do know I had a friend. Oh, bless him! In two thousand seven. That was just holding on to a lot of properties. Yeah. And then there was 2008. Right. And he still had those properties. Yeah. 
Well, for this a while. is this is how I see it. Okay, and I I, I just I think I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about this stuff. <laughs> we still have a shortage of homes. Right, our inventory is right. low. In in '08, we didn't have that Mm-mm. that that um, shortage. We had a yeah, glut. That's right. <laughs> So I think in our area, uh, and I know we're getting a little off topic, but I think it's important. I think in our area, we will sustain, you growth. know, s- some some growth simply because we we don't have enough inventory. Still. Right. Okay. And you know something that we're starting to see in, in the inspection industry that's just really interesting to me? And I was talking to some, well, I'm going to talk about this at the conference. I'm actually hosting a panel there. Uh, one of the things that's happening is that people who did not get home inspections when they bought in the frenzy, are they're like, oh, my uh, God, oh, uh, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to a guy the other day. His mother was the realtor of all things. He moves in. He's got a shower pan leak. Yeah. So this house that he paid over he, for overpriced for. Now he's got twenty thousand dollars worth of repairs. Yeah. Well, wait a second. How much did mom make on the on the? Uh, I know. What's the commission? Cut? Hey, Graham, <laughs> can you help me out a little right. bit? But yeah, we're starting to get a lot of phone calls from folks who either got bad inspections or did not get an inspection. Yeah. And so they're wanting to know what the issues are because I think what's going to happen is folks are going to stay. Yeah. They're going to stay in the house that they're in if they got a great rate on that. That was the reason that, you know, everybody was jumping around like rabbits is they got a 2-9 on a 30. And so they're just going to they're going to stay there. So they're going to be calling Jeff to do remodels. And they're going to be calling me to make sure Jeff does a good job. That's it. That's (laughs) right. right. And 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 listen, I welcome that phone call. I'll I'll tell my customers, hire a home inspector. Mm hmm. It takes a lot of pressure off of me. Well, hire a good one. Well, Don't of course. just, you know, I mean, there are a lot of checklist people out there that got folks in. A matter of fact, the shower well, pan is a good example. Of that. You, you are exactly <laughs> right. Uh, and I say it all the time hire a good home inspector, take what they give you, but we also have to analyze that because that is also their opinion. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. And what we do on the inspections we're doing now, let's say somebody's in there, and I'm working with clients right now on this. Um, They've had a problem in the house. We go in, we do an inspection, and then we prioritize for them. And in a normal real estate transaction, we wouldn't do that. Right. We We would allow the agent to do that. But for folks who are in their house, we call it a home maintenance and safety inspection. So we'll go through and look at, okay, these are kind of big deals right here. Yep. And this is the direction that you probably want to go in. Now, when we get into a real estate transaction, if we start piddling into that, well, we can make some people mad. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not worried about making anybody mad. I just, I just want the inspection to be um, as true and correct as a human can do it. Now, I will, I will ask this question: Have you ever? Okay, first of all, how many years you've been inspecting? Since 2003. Okay. So was that so, 20 years, 19, a, a, 20 years? A, a couple days. Mm-hmm. So, have you ever had one where you didn't write up anything? You know, I've had some that were really, really good. Yeah, of um, course. Where there wasn't much. Right. But probably not. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. So, you know, that that should tell our listeners, you know, even though the house is new, I need to get it inspected. Yeah. I'll get a new one inspected before I get an old one inspected. 
if that makes sense. Well, have you ever gone to the doctor and the doctor not give you tell you, you know, you really need to. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> the same thing. That's right. You know, whereas everything's different, and so you have to deal with the situation. But the thing I love about Jeff and I is that we both, we do good jobs. We feel like we do right. a good job. That's right. And so a lot of that is communication. All right, let's get to our first email. Uh, hello, I want to say I love your show. It's always inspired me to research and do my own house projects. I finally have something I'm stumped on. My overhead blower on my stove makes a funny noise. It's like a goose trying to suck a Subaru through a straw. <laughs> I think I know what's going on with it now. Oddly specific, I know. There's a bird up there. It says in parentheses. It's got to be a Subaru. It's, well, they say it said it'd be a Canadian goose, by the way. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's man. very specific. Boy, it, those things are coming through right now. They are loud. It says it does increase when the blower speed goes up, and I'm wondering if I can fix it myself. Also, it's totally filthy. I've been scared to clean it, mostly because I'm scared there's actually a goose up there and it'll bite me. Thank you for your time and your wonderful show, Jennifer. What do you think about this? Uh, I, I think the I think the fan is spinning on the shaft, uh-huh. if you will, um, which is very possible. You know, things okay. things have a shelf life, and that would make that that funky sound either squealing or oh that's a good point uh, it's what it sounds like would it help to shoot some wd-40 in there well it sounds like it would help to clean it yeah i was gonna say if it's nasty you want to turn it off don't let i made that mistake one embarrassing story so mine was making a noise and i couldn't figure out what it was so i turned it on and stuck my finger up there to see if i could figure out what it was and that was a bad day oh yeah it's a bad day. Yeah, I, well, I would clean it. I would put some, may, doesn't necessarily have to be WD 40, do some sort of. Some type of, of a lubricant. Of, of uh, uh, silicone spray yes. w- would work. That's, oh, that's a good I like idea. that better than the WD. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't doesn't stain and, and it's safe. For, and it doesn't stink. That's true. It yeah, doesn't so. smell really bad. Yeah. But you can take, those usually have a grate yep. on the bottom of them. And so, and just point of correction, it's not a blower, really. It's a vent. It's a backwards yeah. blower. If it's blowing, it's if it's blowing right. down, now you got a problem because right. it, it should be sucking the air. That's it should, true. Be, should be blowing up, up. and out. Right. All right. We want to hear from you. What's happening at your home? Send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Brandy's on the line, and Brandon. Did I say Brandy? Mary is on the line in Brandon. There we go. Mary, what's going on? Good morning. Good morning. What uh, What have you got going on? Okay. Um, my husband and I bought this house four years ago. We have an attached two-car garage, but we have a detached three-car garage. And we want to remodel that, really, I guess, into a um, man's case for my husband. Um, and he's looking at doubling the size of it and... It has electric uh, electricity, and it has plumbing going to a half bath, but I just need to know how to get started, like choosing a contractor and what to look for. Well, wow. You're going to increase the... The three-car the garage? three-car garage, so he's going to have a man yeah. warehouse? <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Is, this, is this man cave going upstairs? No, it's a, it's a separate building. Oh, um, yeah, that makes a nice man cave. I've got a two car. I've got a four car garage, but two 
two car upstairs is the man cave. Man, you're so basic. So it, I know it. Right. And now, now he's doing a three car. Yeah, yeah. I've actually seen something. I've seen one of these in an inspection I did years ago, and they left the bay when the bays in so that you could raise it up. Uh-huh. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, show it off. Uh-huh. I tell you, Mary, the hard part's done. You've got electricity and water running to it already. So a lot a lot of the hard part's done. Do you want to um cuz I was talking with another a, a similar client, maybe get a designer involved to kind of do I, some drawings I, on I it? I would. I think that's important. Yeah. And then was your other question how to pick a contractor? Yes. Um, you can't say call me, Jeff. No, absolutely not. <laughs> MSBOC. Um, yeah, so yeah, call your call your board of contractors. Um, the first place, the first phone call I would make would be to our um, home builders association. Um, do Do you live in in the Jackson area? Brandon. Uh, we live oh, Brandon. In yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I would call Home Builders Association of Jackson. Right. And I would ask them, can you give me some names of some remodeling contractors? The neat thing is on that, Mary, is that uh, they have several for each genre. And everyone who's going to be in those home builders uh, organizations are going to be licensed. Well, yes, they're going to be licensed and they're going to be vetted. Right. You right. know, n- not that we vet everyone, but if you stay in that association long enough, uh, you better be doing what you're supposed to do or we're going to ask you to leave. Right. So the bottom line. So I would start there, interview a couple of them and, and, you know, obviously find out what they're working on right now and talk to that customer right now. I don't care what you did six months ago. I want to know what you did yesterday. Um, and, and, and Jeff, on a on a kind of a bid process, how would how would one do that? I would type out exactly what i wanted i'm 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 you now i'm gonna i'm gonna get as much detail as i can one through 50 whatever i would give both of those pieces of paper to each one of my potential contractors and say please quote and now we're quoting apples to apples yeah and if you if you hired a designer on the front uh, yeah. Then I'm not talking about an architect. I'm just right. talking about somebody that could do, right. do you some drawings yep. of, and you meet with them to think about because this is not a small project. I mean, this will absolutely end up, not. This is going to take a while. It's going to take mm-hmm. a minute to get it all done. But if you do it right on the front end, and then I'm just going to suggest once the project is done, before you make that final payment, get an inspector to come in and make sure everything was done, and then also. Put on your list to make sure they're pulling permits. Oh, absolutely. You know, yep. that's yep. always a red flag to me. <laughs> and if they're really cheap and available today, and then wrong company. Yeah. Right, and then and then Mary, one one more thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hush on that subject. Meet with the contractor, obviously, and and you're you're gonna know in the first five minutes of. Man, I just, I don't like this person. Mm-hmm. Trust your gut. That's right. Or, you know what? I think we can get along. Because it, it's a short-term marriage. It mm-hmm. really is. It, it, it is a short-term marriage. So find someone that you can communicate with and, and work with. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You've answered a lot of questions. Thanks. Thank you, Mary. 
and if you wanted to uh, see if you if someone recommends a contractor to you, you can look at home builders associations in the state here, or you can go also to msboc.us. Uh, and that'll tell you that's the Mississippi State Board of Contractors and a great resource to know of here in the state. Okay, uh, another email I've got for you guys here. This one, this one I love, and it was challenging <clears throat> for me. Hello, Fix It 101. Love your show. I'd like your opinion on a water line problem. My house was built in 63. Water flows through a pipe from the street to the house. Maintaining that pipe from my property line to my house is my responsibility. This, If this 59-year-old pipe breaks, I have to fix it, right? I have full replacement coverage on my house plus an umbrella policy. These policies do not cover water line repairs, replacement of those sort. Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. So so both True. of our... our uh, our contractor and inspector confirmed that it does not come. Now, now, let's take that a step further. Let's get crazy here for a second. Okay. My my water line to my house breaks. Uh-huh. And it and and we've had this claim. Mm-hmm. It was in it was in Jackson. There was a water main bust and the water just happened to be shooting at the house. <laughs> True story, busted right. the window and and flooded the house. It was covered. Wow. Now, the the water breaks and it hits your front door and all that water goes in your house right that is now covered because that would be coverage a on your homeowner's policy that is what your insurance company is insuring right they are not insuring the water line coming to your house or the grass right so basically nothing up until a slab or, or close. That, right, right. So even though it comes from outside, if it comes inside on this it's situation, covered. most chances, most likely it would be covered under your homeowners. And let well, me speak to older houses, okay? So you said the house was what? 61, 62. Yeah. It, it was, well, it, I hadn't got to the question yet, but go ahead. Well, yeah. older houses, folks, it's just like us. The older I get, the more I need to be going to the doctor. I yeah. need to, you know, I got to get things checked out. Older houses, on average, are going to be less expensive than a new house because they're old. Right. And, and, <laughs> they're experienced. And the stuff in it is older. Right. And so when you've got a, like my house was built in 58. I have replaced the supply line into my house. Right. I have replaced my sewer line. Because it's older. That's right. And I put that, we try to talk with our clients that are buying older properties, mm-hmm. go ahead and start budgeting for that kind of, like this winter, I've got to have some trees trimmed because I got rotten limbs over my roof mm-hmm. because the tree is old. Well, let me get to exactly why what you're talking about matters. Since then, you know, he says he, uh, uh, Checked his homeowner's policy. It did not cover that water line from his house to the street. Uh, Since I've learned about an insurance company, they offer $5,000 per occurrence for repairs plus $5,000 per occurrence for street and sidewalk repairs for $5.93 a month. Uh, What is your opinion of insurance agency of course i've taken the name out uh are you aware of any repairs they've done would you recommend this company and uh, and i'll never recommend that company like uh, on the air but i will say this i did go and check out this company's website uh their their most coverage which was on pipes and leaks things like this for that one line basically 
uh, you could buy top coverage for over $12 a month to cover that line. But you, it's a $5,000 deductible, right? No, five thousand dollar. Five thousand is 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 repair cost. Is is their max? Is max on what they're going to pay? Oh, okay. What's the, there's no deductible. I don't know. It doesn't talk about that. Here. But but Pam, think about it. You know, I've been doing this twenty five ish years. Um, I've had very. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It does. But I've had very few. You know, my water supply line broke, or my sewer. You know, that's because you don't work in Jackson. Well, maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not in Jackson. I, I don't know. I'm I'm a little skeptical. I to, would to be, be the least. I would want to read the small print because yeah. are you covering tree roots? Are you this, covering right. shifting ground? Sure. This really um, reminded me of when I looked at it. A new way of doing a, a, a very small portion of a home warranty. In other words, it was a, a monthly. You know, right uh, for uh, insurance for a very small portion. Yeah, I, I'm like Pam. I, I want to read the fine print because there's going to be a reason that that water line broke. Uh-huh. There's going to be a reason that sewer collapsed. Uh, is it? And it could be old age, but more more than likely, it's going to be someone drove over it on a, with a heavy vehicle, a tree root. Shifting ground. Right. Now, are those covered in this policy? That that would be the first thing I would I would have to to know. To know, yeah. You know, I saw the most interesting thing um, a couple of weeks ago. A friend of mine invited me over for tacos, <laughs> and I was like, I don't turn down an invitation for dinner. No. So I'm going over there, and I've I've got their son. I've got Myers, and we drive up, and there's a backhoe in the in the street. Mm. I was like, well, that's interesting. And of course, I love talking to people. You know, they they've they've dug this enormous hole in the street, and I go huh. over, and I was like, what are y'all doing? They said, well, there was a broken gas line going to that house, and that's where I was going to have dinner. And I said, so there's no gas going to that house. And they said, yeah. And I said, well, then I'm not having tacos. (laughs) (laughs) They're not going to be any tacos. And they had what they had to do to fix that gas line. I was like, you guys have been here the entire day to fix one gas line going to one house. And he said, yes, it is a tremendous project. And what they had done, they had dug two holes that both would have and I mean, my car oh, yes. would have disappeared okay. if that's right. how big it was in the street. Right. Okay. And then they ran a sleeve yeah. down through the old line, you know, one of those flex yep. lines yep. over. Well, now they have to do, they had to do all that work, set a new meter, wow. run a pressure test for one house. Yep. Hmm. So the amount of work just to get that fixed. So it's it's not a inexpensive no problem no, you, no and right. and when you're dealing with an old neighborhood mm-hmm. with old stuff right it would be for me it would be worth it taking a look at it but i'm telling you let me let me give you some advice i might take that policy uh-huh. and ask jeff to review it for me because he's going to understand the terms in it where right. i may not well true so I would actually pay a contractor, somebody who does a lot of insurance claims, read this for me. Right. <laughs> Tell me if if this is going to cover me 
and if it's worth it. And 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 terms. You know, we talked on this show uh, one time. We covered home warranties, and one of the things that we covered was terms, meaning deductibles. When can someone call you out? What time? What you know? What areas? What days? So so there are restrictions on it. So uh, do look into those terms. So anyway, I think it's uh, pretty interesting that somebody's come up with an insurance just for that pipe. We have in the inspection industry, uh, there are um, some warranties around sewer pipes where you can actually purchase a policy on an older home. Um, I'm going to be looking at for, that for backup. Yes. 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 Just just for Well, yeah. no, they'll do sewer sewer line replacement. OK. Hmm. Yeah. OK. Yeah, and um, I was actually, I looked into it years ago and, and never really pulled a trigger on it, but I'm going to get some more information on that next week. All right. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And, yes, we're taking your calls and your emails. Email Fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We're going to talk to Frank right now in Fairhope. What's going on, Frank? Good morning. Morning. I am the proud new owner of a 100-year-old shotgun house in New Orleans, Louisiana. Nice. Oh, man, oh, wow. that's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, is it in a place that yeah. you can do anything with it? They Years ago, someone dropped the ceilings, which is a good thing and a bad thing. But I need to insulate this house. There's about a two-foot gap between the old ceiling and the new ceiling, and then plenty of room in the upper attic. I could blow insulation between the two ceilings, uh, but I don't know how. I don't. I've never blown insulation before, so I don't know how close you have to be to get even distribution. You know, you can just put it on one end and hope it goes to the other end, or if I should insulate the original attic of the house. It yeah. used to have a slate roof, and but that's been taken off, and regular decking is put down, and there's an asphalt shingle roof on it now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Frank. I can um, put that in the top attic. Yeah, my, my, my knee jerk um, is I, I'm, I'm not going to worry about the two ceilings. Make, make, in your mind, it's one ceiling, Okay. Okay. I'm not going to insulate between those two. I'm going to the attic, and if I can do blown, I'm going to do blow. Yeah. Wow, okay. Let me. Add. I'm, a, I'm a foam guy myself, but it just yeah. you be can to foam this thing. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm going to foam it for a few reasons. One, it's a hundred years old. Uh, it, it's it's going to breathe a little more than normal. Okay, which is a good thing. So yeah. I'm 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 going to go up there, which is would be the most cost effective, and if I can spray the attic with with uh, cellulose or pink, then I'm 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 spraying it. Let me ask a couple of questions about the situation. What are you heating and cooling this thing with? Uh, well, it's a duplex, so there are two probably two and a half ton, you know, air conditioners for heat. Where and where is your uh, ducting? Is it in the attic or in the in a crawl space? It's in the, well, it's in the attic, below the attic. Okay. Um, for energy efficiency purposes, I would kind of set your mind towards ceiling, 
And and what I mean is that um, with an S, not a C. Correct? Yeah, ceiling, S E A L I N G. I want yeah, you to think about. I've got a thermal camera that's going to help me when I get a little farther along. Right. Well, that'll be awesome. If you could use that and seal up, what we have to do in the South (laughs) is insulation is awesome in the North because what we're trying to do is insulate the heat. True. In the South, what we're trying to do is keep out the humidity. And boy, oh boy, you're not going to be able to get the salt out of the shaker in New Orleans. It is so humid down there. So what you want to think about is what can I do to seal up my envelope so that I'm keeping the hot and humid air out? And once I do that, then you can take Jeff's uh, suggestion and come in. And if it were me, I would do a cellulose. And the reason I would do it is because once I've sealed everything up, and what I'm talking about is getting up in that attic and getting you a can of that great stuff and foaming up your light fixtures and anywhere where there's a penetration between the attic air and the room that's right underneath it. And if I seal all those holes up, then I can come in with the cellulose, and when you blow that stuff in, it's wet newspaper. That's what it is. Right. And it goes in, and it packs down. And now what you've done is you've created a uh, a thermal envelope that's keeping out the hot and humid air, and the well, home can be more well. comfortable. That makes sense. Uh, I think I lost you, but I got the wet cellulose. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've um, not ever seen that. I'm I'm I'm, I'm familiar with non fiberglass balloon insulation cellulose, which I really like because I don't choke on it. Right. But, yeah. Uh, okay. But yes, I, the, the house was intended to breathe originally, breathe up through the walls because it was a raised cottage and it still is. Gotcha. But yeah. uh, now we're trying to make it not breathe as mm-hmm. much. Air conditioning vents are the worst thing that I've seen over over my years. There's always gaps around those. You take the vents down and, and blow something in there to start with. You can, and I actually have on my YouTube channel, uh, there's a, a short little video in there about are your registers raining? <laughs> and that's, yeah. what, that's what it is. And I heard you say that you're a phone person. One of the things that I hear Jeff talk about that I absolutely love that he does is he'll come in with that phone and put like a one-inch, instead of putting a ton of it, He'll, what do you call that, Jeff? Flashing. We'll, we'll come in and just flash the first one inch yeah. of the of the wall cavity. Right. And, and you then, could do that on your ceiling if you wanted to. Yeah. And then go back in with either either paper face, you know, paper face or um, cellulose at that point. But I've sealed all of and, and I haven't spent a ton of money mm-hmm. because but I've sealed all of my cracks. This all the way. penetrations. Yep. Yeah. So if you it's airflow. You're trying to prevent the air from the outside in the attic from coming into the house. I'm gonna tell you what, folks, you have no idea how much air transfer you've got in your house. Oh, now, yeah. what I'll tell you is your test. How dusty is your house? Oh. If your house is dusty, mm-hmm. you're pulling stuff from outside. Well, take, yeah, take, take a candle and put it in front of your receptacle. Right. And uh, if it blows it out, then, then yeah, house is breathing pretty <laughs> the good. house is breathing pretty good. <laughs> I did find a, a study that LSU did on this type of thing and how to stop moisture infiltration from the ground. Uh-huh. And their, their best plan was to take two-inch foam 
okay. right up against the doors, which I really like the idea. Oh, the okay. cover in a raised cottage isn't going to be any good. Wow. So, well, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. It's a good idea if you don't have air uh, ducting in your um, crawl space. Because if you yeah, have ducting yeah. down there and you put that foam board up, you're going to have a mess. Oh, yeah. No, my my uh, ducts are all in the attic, and I've taken out all the gas pipes, and it was re-plumbed through the attic. So I've got a nice, clean underside. Which yeah. I'm, that's going to be part of my plan. Of Frank's got his ducts we'll in a row. Yeah, be careful with another thing that will happen with that foam is um, you just got to make sure you keep all the rodents out. And then you folks down in New Orleans got this termite called our Formosan. (laughs) And if you disguise their dinner plate by putting that foam up and they get up behind there, you don't know that there's a problem until you step through the floor. Oh, yeah. Well, the the termites have already... Had a good lunch on this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've talk, already had their buffet. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Eventually, I'm going to have to take the hardy siding off of this house and put up house, uh, whatever you call the layer between the house, hardy and the Yeah. House, house wrap. Well, not the wrap, the actual board, but. The OSB. Oh, oh, you're sheathing. Yeah, sheathing. Thank you. the The nails that they used to attach the harding went into something that the termites had eaten. Hmm. Okay. So the the house is very wavy. The the hardy board on the outside is wavy. Okay. Because not all the nails go into anything. Sure. So, but I'm wondering: a is that possible? I wouldn't hire it done because it's cost a fortune but if i were to you know take a side of the house how hard is it to get hardy off and practice to put it I, you know um frank I, I i don't i don't think that hardy will ever be used again seriously <laughs> it, it's you know it's it's a concrete board yeah, it's, it's brittle that. yeah I, I i don't think you're going to be successful with that okay bummer <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, no, that's fine. I mean, that's how I you know, in the in the scope of work that we've heard in the last few minutes, I I, I, th- I think that's the least of your worries. You know, um, <laughs> uh, and 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 I'm not saying you have a headache on your hands. I'm just I'm thinking that you know, the work you would go through to save that Hardy. I think at the end of the day. Uh, you would regret that. Yeah. And, you know, something that I did, Frank, on my house is my, um, well, my brick veneer fell off, I mean, because of foundation stuff. Yeah. It's an old house. And so I ended up rebuilding, and from the outside in, I went from the outside in, and I was able then to put bat insulation in and then come back with my OSB, and then I came back with a, um, a different type of cladding. I, I use something totally different than what hmm. I didn't go back with brick because I don't right. do brick work. I did something else. Right. So, you know, the the sky's the limit on the things that you could put over. And yeah, I could spend money on all cars. I mean, it's just right. money. It's just money. Right. I mean. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Frank. We appreciate it. Okay. Uh, I've got one email here, and then we're going to take a break. My cable and Internet went out one day. We called the cable company. They said there was no outage in our area. Looked outside and saw the dog was digging in the yard 
got to the cable and bit through it. Mm. It was only a couple of inches underground. Now we're much more watchful when the dogs are out playing in the yard. Alley and Ocean Springs. I don't know if you guys know this, but that that the the cable the the wire that they bury for your cable like television service anything is just a few inches under there. It's it's just barely covered. You know, it's about six inches at best. I uh, think I've hit it like five times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and and you can put it to, back together. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah that's a yeah. yeah. That's a DIY wire. It's a DIY wire, right. putting, it, putting it back together. It's not a lot of fun because you got to, you know, and then you, anyway. All right. So I'm, be- I'm, I'm ready to let you teach me. I have an order for my wife to learn this today on Fix It 101. I'm Jason Klein, who will Pam Pibus, ASHI certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons. From Houseworks is, uh, oh, this says he's out this week, but I promise you he's sitting right here. I know, right? I think that's who that is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm here. He's here. Present. Right. Um, now, I, I wanted to talk about this real quick, and I was sent on a mission uh, from my wife. This is a new thing for us. Now, you remember we had a dishwasher saga. I'd been trying to fix my dishwasher. We couldn't do that again. So we bought a new dishwasher. Here's the new thing. You can pour all the jet dry on the planet inside there, but when you open the door after the the uh, cycle is complete in the dishwasher, everything is still wet, even if we put it on heated dry and all that mm. stuff and filled up the jet dry thing. So I guess we're looking for hacks. I, we found one online where you could take a a like a, a hand towel and put it on top of that rack, and it would absorb. All the water. Like, but now, okay, I'm confused. Right. So you say you fixed the dishwasher, but you didn't fix it. I, I got a new dishwasher. Oh. Yeah. So, so the a, new one is not drying. The new one doesn't feature. dry very yeah. well. Ah. Hang on. Uh, yeah, the new one doesn't dry very well. What's the uh, – I don't, I don't know how that works. I know the other one uh, did dry the dishes very well. Without any of the jet dry stuff, mm-hmm. this one won't, I mean, for under any circumstances. I do know the two different, the different things that I know is that the first dishwasher had a steel tub. Yeah. Second had a plastic tub. Yeah. I think that makes a difference. Yeah. Now, if Timmy's listening, he he, he knows right he now. He probably he's, knows. He's laughing. But yeah. you know what? Uh, There's somebody out there who has something like this and has knows. figured out the... Figured out the formula for fixing this. And I would like to, I'd like an answer as well, because I'm having the same issue. And one of the things that I just started doing is that um, whenever, after it finishes the cycle, and I see that it says that it's clean, I just crack the lid. Mm. And then usually, you know, by the time I get ready to unload it, everything's dry. Hmm. When do you get ready to unload it? See, if I did that, that would be on, like, Thursday. Well, I mean, have to unload it. Usually it's, I would say, you know, 30, 45 minutes. It's well, shouldn't usually, the dishes be dry when it when finishes? It, when it's over? After it says it heated, dried them? Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm, Am I, I missing something here? Right. Yeah. So maybe there's somebody that, well, Timmy, where are you? Yeah, right. Man. All right. Casey's on the line in lower Alabama. Hey, Casey, <laughs> what's going on? I have a question specifically probably for Jeff, but I will take any help I can get. All right. Go for it. Me. In what order should I pursue after an extreme burglary and damages with that um, insurance and law enforcement? Law enforcement's already been contacted, of course. 
so, so what exactly, I know, Casey? That's, you know, that's what, the way I feel. No, what, what's, what's the question? <laughs> yeah, what's the question, uh, uh, Casey? The question is, should I go ahead and contact the insurance company? Should I call in, uh, contractors to give, uh, you know, estimates okay. on uh, the okay. damage? Okay, got you, got you, what? got you. Okay, no. Yes, uh, call your insurance company and file a claim, Okay. Okay. Do not, under any circumstances, go get estimates for the insurance company. Ever, never. Let them okay. let them do their job. Send me send me an adjuster out to my home, and adjust my loss. At that point, we will start interviewing contractors and see if your numbers match what the contractor says. Opposed to, I'm going to call my insurance company, oh, well, we want you to go get three estimates for us. Absolutely not. Which estimate will the insurance company pick? It's the obvious. It's the cheapest. Right. I'm not saying that's not what you want, but that is not how I'm picking my contractor. Right. <laughs> right. It's not going to be on price. The, the cheapest one will be at your house. Is right. Not how you're going right. To so yet. I get so upset when, and I know... I'm getting off on this insurance right. thing, but I just get so upset when the insurance company wants their their client mm-hmm. to go do their work. Their work. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Would you go? Could do- you go get us three uh, estimates? And by, and and you yeah. know just as well as I do, getting getting three contractors of any. Oh my gosh. Ilk to anywhere yeah. is, is it's going to take you days and, listen, and days. Hey, I, I have proven this theory time and time again. Insurance companies have software. They know what that loss is. Right. They know down to the penny what that loss is. So why are you trying to trick your customers into going getting three estimates? Right. Now, I tell I tell mine if they want to do that, go get the three highest estimates you can ever imagine. <laughs> Insurance will it's a good quickly. Idea. It's a good idea. They will quickly come back with their software estimate. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So I know I'm beating up on insurance. I I, I don't mean to. We all it's have, a game. We right. all we all have to have it, but let's all play fair. Yeah, yeah. It it's a game, and you want to take a lot of photographs of of the damages and what everything looks like. And then I tell people too. One of the things that we do in our home maintenance inspections, we take a lot. I bet I'm at a minimum 250 oh, yeah. pictures. Per inspection, so did, did of we, did every we answer room Casey's question? And Casey. all of the everything. So go ahead and take a lot of photographs of, of the damages as it looks today before you start cleaning stuff Ooh, up. Good idea, Pam. Thank you. Did, Casey, did you get that? Thank you so much. Well, You're we, so I sure hate, so sorry. hate that you went yeah, through that. So um, I hope y'all were not at home. All right, Casey, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. All right, someone asked here, hi, Pam, could you explain the benefit of letting the fan run on the central unit? I think you mentioned this on a previous show. Okay, folks, we're going to do this one more time for you, and then I'm going to make you go back to the podcast. Okay, Or you can go to my YouTube channel. I talk about it on there, too. Just get you a thermostat that has a circulation um feature on the fan so that that fan is running even if your unit isn't on so it works well in the summertime because it's still running through the coil and it'll keep the temperature more even in the house and in the wintertime think about it folks here in the south it's still hot up in that attic that radiant heat up there and if your ductwork is up there and you start and you've got that fan running 
then you'll keep the air Could, a lot more even in your house. Couldn't you do it even if you have the old thermostat where it just has on and auto and just leave it on? You could now, leave it on the mounts on 100% run, of yeah, the Yeah, it's going to run 24-7. Yeah, and they're 100 bucks. I mean, it's I just you. not I not that you. expensive to go in there and change it. We still have to figure out what the C-wire is. You remember that? I do. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> so is it okay to keep it running a 24-7? I wouldn't. You could. But, you know, I was so talking would. to Timmy the other day about mm-hmm. that very thing, and sometimes it'll it'll – it's just he just said that it wasn't very good, so I'm gonna trust him on that. Yeah, okay. But you can no, buy a thermostat for a hundred bucks. There you go. Th- that that the, will cycle. That will cycle, yeah. so it comes on every fifteen minutes. All right, all right, folks. Uh, that's it. Fix It One Hundred One is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. No, he wasn't here today. Liz Gill was here. Our call screener was Charles Arnold for Pam Pibus and Jeff Sammons. I'm Jason Klein. Join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.